0: everyone welcome back to another episode of speak to the beak i am tim the firds and i'm once again joined by new friend of the show joe wilson we're coming at you with our hockey talk for thursdays joe how you doing second time on the pod i'm doing great tim how are you doing i'm doing pretty good we had a little nice pre-prep chat i think we're ready to go yeah Um, so quickly before we start big news um we are now on the apple podcast or itunes whatever i don't know i don't have an iphone but we're on apple Podcasts. so you could type in beak brands or speak to the beak whatever it'll come up definitely subscribe there and if you like it hook us up with the five star review all right so we're out here begging already but it does actually help us move up the chain there so and if you're not an apple part person uh, and you're a Spotify guy like myself, we've been on Spotify for a while. You can follow us there. Obviously, speak to the beak. Same rules apply as Apple Podcasts. Help your boys out. We're getting there. All right. So, we're on all major podcasting platforms. So, that's our big news of the week. Going forward, obviously, we know the drill follow at Beak Brands on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You could follow myself. I'm at Tim Ferdinand at pretty much all social media platforms. And if you're just here for the hockey stuff, you could follow at Joe Wilson here. He is Joe Wilson 24 with two E's on the Joe. All right. And he's always there. He, he stalks the Beak Brands Instagram. He'll go back and forth with you. We we're very happy with our turnout from the first hockey pod. So if you're coming back for a second time, welcome back. If you're here for the first time, if you're a casual, don't worry, we'll take care of you. If you're a diehard fan, don't worry, we'll entertain you. We have things for both. All right, so enough of me talking, Joe. Let's get into this thing. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. That's he, right. was, he was born ready. That's the most excitement Joe Wilson will ever give you right there. So like you, if you don't know the guy, <laughs> which many of you don't, right? He's probably like, wow, this guy sucks. But no, that's maximum excitement level right there. That's Joe turning it up to 100. So let's get right into this. So to open, we're talking about Patrick Kane. So on Sunday, I believe, he scored his 400th career goal. Um, And I just want to give it to you. Tell the people at home, either why you like Patrick Kane, what's so great about him, what makes him great as a player. I'm just going to leave it to you. You go.
1: Yeah, Patrick Kane's just been a solid player ever since he came into the league in two thousand seven. He's like once in a generation talent. He really um developed his hands at an early age and really changed the way hockey players are today. They're making sure that they're all more skillful. And on um over this past week, he scored his four hundredth goal, and he was only and it was a one hundredth person to do so. In NHL history And he's only the ninth US born player To reach the 400th goal mark Oh
0: nice so I'm glad you brought up the American thing We're going to sit on that for a second But I saw a quote That Kane, The reason why Patrick Kane Is still like really good right now Is because he was playing like The 2021 version Of hockey Like when he first debuted Right? Yeah, exactly. Super skilled skater super skilled with his hands, he can move the puck, he could shoot. He was kind of like, I don't want to say the first, because there were other guys, obviously, that could do this, but he was the first guy that really, like, burst onto the scene, I think, with it, because ma- mainly because the Blackhawks won three cups, so he was, like, always on
1: primetime TV. Yeah, he was always on primetime TV, and the Blackhawks themselves, an original sixteen. And they only have four other people in their history that have reached the 400-goal mark. Bobby Hull, Stan Mikita, and Steve Larmer.
0: So he's already up there, and he's only 32 years old. So he's got plenty of good years left in him, which, assuming he doesn't get injured, which we hope no one does. um, So just some quick Patrick Kane stats for you there. We already mentioned 400 goals. He's got 656 assists as of this recording right now. He's got that means he's got 1,056 points in only 996 games. So he is well above a point per game player. So if you're new to this, that would mean you're really good. Um, he's got a thousand games coming up for him. So, we're going to talk about someone that had their 1000th game with the Penguins, Cindy Crosby, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, And we're going to compare them in a second. But just some just going into town on Patrick Kane here three Stanley Cups, a Calder trophy, a Hart trophy, a Pearson trophy, a Ross trophy, trophy, Conn Smythe. And if you're like, wow, Tim, I don't know what any of that means, don't worry. So, That would translation. So hockey does this thing where they're like, they don't want you to know what the award is. They just put a guy's name on. So we talked last week about how hockey doesn't really market their players. So the people that are named after these trophies, you know, haven't played most of them since there was no helmets. All right. So like, you know, the modern day person might not know what it is. So in English, that means he has a rookie of the year, an MVP, a most outstanding player. He's led the league in points and he was a Stanley Cup finals MVP. So, Joe, that's a lot of accomplishments. Which one, aside from the Cups, because obviously three Cups is, like, ridiculous. Um, which one is your favorite,
1: I guess, trophy that Kane has? Favorite trophy? Um, It has to be the – you said he has a heart, right? He has a heart, correct. Yeah, it has to be the heart. MVP of the league is such a – it's just a huge deal to win, especially being Patrick Kane and being in the league as the same time as a ton of other really skilled players. I just think that's really big for him, and he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, I'm always a guy that likes, because you
0: can't really measure it, the clutch gene, the Conn Smythe, MVP, the Stanley Cups. Like, you're balling out on... The absolute biggest stage against the best competition there is in terms of NHL competition, most likely. Sometimes, you know, team sneaks in there, but you know what I mean. And he's just flat out carrying the team. Now, he wasn't at the time, but when you look back on it, he had some ridiculous runs with uh, the original Blackhawks team that won. Like, the first two cups were really, like, insane.
1: Yeah, he always scored big goals in big times. And like, there's just highlights that you'd always see that hockey accounts posting of just how like hype uh, the fans were in the building and how big of goals they were. And when they beat the Flyers in the Stanley Cup, the one goal that like no one knew that he scored except for him, I just thought that was crazy. Yeah, I think that'll be burned in my brain forever. Like, yeah, like there's some
0: goals like, The Crosby goal at the Olympics, right, where he gets it past Ryan Miller and he looks up to the sky like he wants to kill himself. Like, that is just always going to be with me. (laughs) All right, so. (laughs) Speaking of Sidney Crosby here, um, just to compare Kane to him now, Crosby is, like, universally considered the best player of the past, you know, 15 to 20 years, give or take. Yeah, Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, right now, obviously, it's Connor McDavid, but he just, you know, Crosby's been in the league way, way longer, like since the early 2000s. So just to compare against Kane, refresh refresh you on Kane 400 goals, 650 plus assists, 1,056 points. He's got an MVP, rookie of the year, Conn Smythe, which is uh, MVP of the Stanley Cup finals, and he's got three cups. Crosby, 469 goals, 812 assists. 1,281 points in 1,004 games. He also has three cups. He has, he's a three time Pearson Award winner. He's got two Richard trophies. He's got two Ross trophies. He's got two Smythe trophies. So he's, he's pretty much doubled Kane in every, I guess, statistical category in terms of trophies. And he also has more goals, about 200 more assists. So that gives him about 200 more points. So when you're looking at Kane versus Crosby, do you think it's like a far cry to compare them, or it's like Crosby's up here
1: and Kane's still a tier below? Um, You definitely could compare them because they're playing in the same time. Both their teams were dominant in the same time. Both Both players played with other really talented players, but the stats do speak for themselves. Crosby is just a whole different, better breed of a player, but... It shouldn't take away from how good Patrick Kane is. Yeah, for sure. I saw on NHL Network, I think last week,
0: or after he played his uh, 1,000th game, someone said that he was one of the top five hockey players of all time. We can save that discussion for another day, but he's definitely in the conversation. He's up there. So, for Kane to even be like remotely close to that should tell you how good Patrick Kane has been since he came into the league. All right, Joe, we're going to transition. So we're going to play a little puck out of here, or I puck with that. If you missed the game last week, I asked Joe a question. He tells me puck out of here, meaning he does not agree or he pucks with it. He does agree. And then we kind of go back and forth as to why that might be the case. So here we go. We're going to stick with the Patrick Kane theme and we're going to hit on something that you mentioned before. So is Patrick Kane the best American born
1: player of all time? That's a really tough one for me because there has been many great American players and To me, like it's really close just because of Mike Medano and Brett Hull. They both have more points, more goals, more assists. Well, Brett Hull doesn't have as many assists, but also in 260 and 500 more games. And it's just tough because they're both such great generational players, but they played back in the day when... In my opinion, players weren't as skilled. The game wasn't as fast. And Patrick Kane's going to reach how many points they have. in, in my opinion, significantly less games than they did. Unless, as you said, he gets hurt, which you hope not. So I'm going to have to say, I puck with it, that Patrick Kane is the best American player of all time. All right. And I'm glad you took that stance because
0: as people are going to find out as we do this little podcast here, I'm all on the modern NHL player, because if I picked up Connor McDavid and dropped him off in 1970, he would score like 300 goals a year. All right. Like it would be stupid. Goalies don't go down. Defensemen are just straight up goons. They can't skate. They're just like occupying ice. So the fact that Kane has a chance to pass some of these old time players, now not all of them played back then, obviously, but just, most of the guys on this list. All right, so just some quick stats for you. He's currently seventh all-time in points for American-born players. He has a better than a point – he's a better than a point-per-game player, which I mentioned before, three cups. He also has nine Olympic points and a silver medal. Now, I wish he got to play in the previous Olympics where – um the NHL kind of, like, pulled their NHL players, which I can't stand, and we could talk about that for another time. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a big joke. Um, but, like you said, he's only about 300 points behind Hull and Madano for uh, the most points by an American-born player. Uh, for those who don't know, Mike Madano played hockey until he was approximately 83-and-a-half years old. Dude played forever <laughs> Uh, I mean, he was good. Don't worry. His production didn't like fall off too much. Uh, He was really good player, but he played for like 9 million years. So the fact that Kane's going to catch him in what Joe said, significantly less games is a pretty big accomplishment, I think. So I kind of agree with you right now. He might not be, but eventually I think that's where we're trending towards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Some last notes on Patrick Kane. They'll move on to a different topic here. If you pull up a, Hockey does this really cool thing on Hockey Reference. It's a similarity score, so they kind of rate players for their career. So just players that Kane has either an equal to or honor about or better career score than. You might know some of these names, even if you're a super casual fan. Evgeny Malkin, Marty St. Louis, Steven Stamkos, Bobby Hull, Brian Trottier, Batsuk, Jerome McGinley, Timu Solani,
1: Joe Sakic. That's pretty incredible, I think. That's a list of very skilled players, yeah. I'd agree with you on that. That's
0: for sure. That is definitely for sure. So I think we're both on Team Patrick Kane eventually becoming the best American-born player of all time. Yeah, definitely will be, eventually. All righty, so let's get to our second question here. So the Sabres... In their past 10 games, they are 2-8. and eight. Joe's laughing already because he just can't contain it. He knows exactly what question I'm going to ask him just based off that one thing. They're 2-8 and eight in their past 10 games. Are the Buffalo Sabres the worst-run franchise in the NHL?
1: Yeah, without a doubt, they definitely are. So you puck with it yeah i puck with it yeah I'd yeah that's an it. important part of this game that you answer the <laughs> yeah. question Joe, for the people at home there <laughs> yes yes puck with and it. why do you say that over the years they've done so many bad deals and they like made bad trades horrible contracts like the jeff skinner contract he puts up 40 goals the first season he played with them and he got he uh gets rewarded in an eight-year, $72 million contract, and then to start this season, he's on the fourth line playing 14 minutes a game. That's just really sad to see out of a franchise. It's definitely not
0: great. He's been a healthy scratch a couple of times this season on top of it to make matters worse.
1: yeah, you think you they'll can't... be able to trade him? No, not, no team's going to want to take on that contract unless they actually give him what they paid him for. If they give him top six minutes, he could actually prove himself. And, and I think that uh, he'll be able to maybe get – maybe the Sabres will find a trade partner, but until then, definitely not. Yeah, I don't think that contract's movable either. It's just I don't think you can get rid of it, like you said. It's way
0: too much money. He hasn't been productive. Silly, silly contract. Uh, to add on to that, Taylor Hall, one goal in 19 games. Another big name on the Sabres. Do you think they'll be able to trade him?
1: Um, I don't think they should trade him just because um, it's like his first season with the team, and I, I just feel like he needs to give it, just a little bit more time i know we're about 20 games into the season but the sabers did have that long covid period break and they came back and they just have been horrible ever since and maybe they could turn it around but it's just i don't know i don't think they should trade him just yet though for sure yeah i mean he's probably either him or eichel
0: They're both, like, super talented players. Now, Eichel, we kind of talked about last week a little bit. We talked about Sidney Crosby being traded potentially. Uh, Eichel has been a scratch mostly because he's been banged up, but he hasn't really been that good this year, like, for his standards. Um, Then their starting goalie, Olmark, is also out. Undisclosed lower body injury. He'll be out for about a month. So, not only are their high-paid players not producing, but now their good players are injured. So, this could go downhill real fast.
1: Yeah, and it definitely will if they don't, if players don't step up or anything. It's definitely going to go really bad. Yeah, they're
0: in big trouble,
1: I think. So, I think we're both
0: in agreement there that in terms of how they operate, like when was the last time the Sabres have been good? Not since I've been alive, I don't think. I, I
1: can't remember, to be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, me and Joe aren't the oldest guys out here, but... I, I,
1: I've seen highlights of when they were good, so I guess it's on video. That counts for something, right? There's there's proof of it, but I've, <laughs> I've never I've never witnessed it in my lifetime, no. Yeah. Every time the Islanders play them, I just remember like, "Hey, Kyle Oposo, What a guy!" Yeah, Kyle. I miss him. I I love them on the Islanders, but he is a walking trash can on the Sabres. Listen, that guy's pulling in a
0: steady paycheck to skate around the ice a couple of times a game. He is. He's he killing really it. Is. <laughs> He's living the life. No expectations whatsoever. Just show up to the stadium, put the check right in the direct deposit, go home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree for sure. All right, last
0: question for Puck out of here. Was the TJ Oshie goal right now the
1: leading candidate for goal of the year? um i'd say puck out of here to that it might just be like a little bit biased i know that he toe-dragged the defender and the he just made the defender look stupid and then as he was falling and onto the ice he just just lifted it over the goalie's pad but in like in my opinion again it might be biased but casey Zekis's goal against the penguins as he was falling down he bought it backhand forehand and scored and just because he's a fourth line center player you don't see that out of them that often so i'm gonna have to go puck out of here on that one all right but it's close because they were kind of similar plays yeah they definitely are similar and it's probably definitely biased but yeah <laughs> well you know oh gonna get more height he's just a better player of course yeah more yeah. exposure more
0: height more people know him so yeah And we were talking before we started recording that the Capitol stole this man, stole him from St. Louis, which still makes me sick to my stomach. But I, (laughs) like, come on, we talked about it before we started recording, like, they're out here trading Troy Troy Brower and Phoenix Copley, who I've never heard of, for TJ Oshie. Like, how does that
1: happen? And then Troy Brower... Plays one year for the Blues in 2015 2016, putting up 39 points in 82 games. Which TJ Oshie definitely probably outscored him. I don't have his stats up right now, but All then right, the <laughs> season later, Troy Brower uh signed with Calgary the next year. So, and then yeah, so they, they got nothing out of it on that end. Phoenix Copley played just two games for the Blues. One game in the 2015 2016 season, and then another game in the following season, allowed a total of five goals and didn't win a game. So that just explains how so much of a highway it. robbery the <laughs> Capitals committed against the Blues.
0: I think my favorite this is off topic, but I just every time I bring up TJ Oshie, I just think about the time that he scored like 907 consecutive shootout goals against
1: Russell. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was incredible. <laughs> that was like the like one of my favorite hockey moments, I think, ever. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that,
0: definitely YouTube, the TJ Oshie um, shootout, I guess, like compilation. I don't know. It's probably a long video because he was out there like he could have been out yeah, there for like hours. Eight or nine minutes and yeah. it's
1: just showing you him shooting, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's
0: every single one of them is spectacular. <laughs> well, I think it was. I don't know. I liked it. Uh, but getting back to the goal of the year thing, I think the Oshie goal might be a little better than Tzikis, but not the point. My two other goals that are in the running for that are Cindy Crosby batting the puck out of the air against the Flyers, like stealing it and then just putting it right in the goal. So if you haven't seen that, you could look it up. But the goalie for Philadelphia Hart is behind the net. He tries to flick it in front. Crosby picks out of midair, just puts it into a wide open net. And to me, that's, like, the biggest FU possible. Like, you thought you could finesse me with some weak stuff like that and, like, not having it. Um, and then my other goal would be Connor McDavid just completely disrespecting the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, he skates all the way back behind his net like he's playing Chell and just says, yeah, I'm going to skate up and put this in and just undresses everyone like and scores. So, big fan of that. Where do you stand yeah, on those, those? Those were both two nasty goals, I agree. Yeah, so we have some pretty good competition for uh, goal of the year so far. So I just want to throw that out there. So here we go. Last kind of topic of the night here, almost the last one. Wetting the beak. So if you're new to wetting your beak, that would be making some money, making picks. So last week, Joe and I both went one and one. Joe had uh, the Islanders and the Canadians, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir. Montreal lost 6-3. to Islanders put a beatdown on Boston, 7-2. Uh, I had the Blackhawks and the Flames. Blackhawks won 2-0. They came through. Uh, the Flames did not show up to the arena, and Ottawa beat them 6-1. If you know how bad Ottawa is, don't ask me how it happened. <laughs> I know we went on record saying we got to pick against them every single time they play a game. And since I've made that statement, they've played really well. So one of two things has happened. One, I reverse jinx myself. Or two, someone from the Ottawa Senators listens to this podcast. <laughs> and I have a big feeling that it's not number two. So, But if they hear this, <laughs> I am sorry for being rude to you. They really <laughs> took it personally. They did take it personally, even though Calgary kicked your ass like the next game. But okay, not the point. So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I went first last week. So we're going to let Joe lead us off here. So give me your two games you're picking
1: to wet the beak a little bit. I'm going to pick for tomorrow night. I'm going to pick Philadelphia minus 126 against Pittsburgh. The line was better before, but again, it's going to change every, every couple hours or something. So, but Pittsburgh just beat, put a beat down on Philadelphia. Carter Hart had a rough performance out there. So I think they're a really good team, and they should be looking to bounce back against uh, Pittsburgh tomorrow. And then wow. I also like Florida, minus 135 against Nashville. Both teams have lost uh, the last game they played, but I just think Florida overall has a better roster, even though their defense isn't that good, Nashville's offense isn't that good either. So I think it's definitely going to be a high-scoring game, but I think Florida is going to, pull out on top i feel like nashville's been looking for like either anyone any forward that can
0: play offense consistently for like a very long time yeah they've always had a really strong
1: defensive core around pecorine but like their offense has always been lacking they've always just had like one or two like real goal scores that people know about and then it's just like your average nhl player and that's something we can monitor going
0: forward in Nashville because they might be trading some dudes coming up shortly. So we'll just keep that on the back burner. Uh, my two games, I'm taking Winnipeg plus 124 against Montreal. Two reasons. One, love the value there. Two, Montreal 3-7 and seven in their past 10 games. And to be honest, I just don't think they're that good. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of that. Winnipeg is 7-3 and three in their past 10. And they've beaten Montreal twice already this season. Now, one of them has been in overtime. But, listen, I'll take the team that's on the positive side of the money line. And I just think they're better. That's yeah. easy cash. <laughs> the, yeah, other, that the other game I'm going with is actually the opposite of Joe's pick. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus 106 against the Flyers. The Flyers are 5-5 five and five in their past 10 games. Now, they did beat Pittsburgh twice to open the season, but that was a while ago. As Joe mentioned, Pittsburgh just beat them five to two on Tuesday. And pretty much uh, anytime I get Pittsburgh on the plus side of the money line, I'm going to take it every time. Now, Sidney Crosby, COVID protocol, COVID list, whatever, um, doesn't matter. I think the Penguins are a really well rounded team. Like I said, they're seven and three in their last 10 games. Uh, and they have a bunch of guys that could chip in, right? Jake Ensil is tied for the team lead in points with 18. Rust has 17. Latang is pretty much an offensive player that plays defense. He's got 15 points. Malkin, 13. And Kapanen has 12. So they have guys that can
1: produce. Uh, and Jari has been really solid in net for the Penguins this season. Yeah, I think those are solid picks. But um, not the Pittsburgh one, though, because the Flyers are going to win. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to come
0: back. One of us might be 2-0 next week. So we'll have to I see. Hope, I
1: hope it's me. There's bragging rights so. on that game. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you'll get it though, because Calgary and Ottawa did not, did not go the way that we wanted it last
0: week. No, it didn't. I thought that was like out of all four games, because you were on that game too. Out of all four games, yeah, you I, picked, I We
1: were it. both like, that is the game. That's the home everyone, run. Everyone on the wrong. World liked it. Like, yeah. no, one, no one likes Ottawa in a game of hockey. <laughs> let's let's be real about that. Do you think the player's mom likes when they watch some kids play? Or no, probably not, right? Like the T'Chuck brothers, like their dad probably just watched Calgary every time. <laughs> <laughs> not watching this bum-ass franchise play on TV. <laughs> like, like six players that are actually known in the league and everyone else just pulled up from the minors. Oh, man. All right, yeah. so
0: if you're looking to get into a little hockey here, Like I said, if you're a casual or even if you're a diehard and you really just want to catch a good game. So for my casual friends, we're going to introduce you to the game of the weekend here. And normally, if you've never watched a hockey game or you watch them sparingly, they're really fast. They're fluid. They're easy to watch on TV. The announcers normally give you pretty good insight. Um, And my favorite thing is that if you get the home call on the game, uh, They literally, every time the other team scores, the announcer is in a deep depression. And every time the home team scores, they are ready to like jump out the booth and celebrate on the ice with the players. So you got to love that about the home call. So games of the weekend, I guess I will go first since Joe took the wedding, the beak number one this week. So my game of the weekend is the Panthers against the Hurricanes. And for one simple reason, they're both really good. Right, They're both top-tier teams. They're at the top of the standings. They play in the same division, obviously. Um, So that's the game that I'm most looking forward to. And I can double-check, but I'm like 99% sure that that is a Sunday day game. So let me fact-check
1: that, and Joe can give his pick in the meantime. Uh, For my pick this weekend on Friday night, the Capitals are going to be playing the Bruins, and I think it's going to be a great game. Again, both really solid teams at the top of the Eastern Division, and this game might be able to see who's in first place for the division. So I think that's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, I agree. And if you if you like watching some physical hockey,
0: the Bruins and Capitals do hit a little bit. Um, I can confirm Panthers, Hurricanes, Sunday, but not a day game. It's like a weird start time, five o'clock. So you could definitely check that out. Uh, and then, as far as the Capitals, bruin games go, that is going to be televised nationally on NHL Network, Friday, seven o'clock puck drop. So if you're going out Friday night, maybe you can request to have the game thrown on. Or uh, if you know if you like to stay home because you're afraid of Corona, there, you could just watch it on your big TV at home. So, anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here, Joe? Uh, No, I think we covered it all today. I think we, yeah, definitely. So, we gave you a little bit more content tonight. So, once, like I said, stated at the top of the podcast here, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, slash follow, whatever terminology you want to use. Rate and review, we would really appreciate it. You can check out all of our written content as well as our podcast on the website, BeakBrands.com. You can follow Beak Brands Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Beak Brands, obviously. You can follow me, like I said, at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Joe on IG here, Joe Wilson 24 two E's on the Joe. We will be back next week, same time, same place, to give you another hockey episode. They normally drop Thursday mornings. We're glad you're along with us and we'll see you then.